and welcome to episode number six of our Between Sermons podcast, where we are continuing the conversation from Sunday's sermon. You don't have to have listened to the sermon, but I, I will recommend, especially in this series, uh, we're talking about what do you do when you're, you're tired of the place you're in, when you're feeling stuck. Uh, and so there is a link in the show notes to that message. Uh, but today I get to hang out with my wife, Sol McQuay. Yeah, it's it's always it's always good to be able to talk to you about how I am tired of my family. Yeah, that so that was the subject matter uh, for Sunday's message. I'm tired of this family. That was a really dangerous thing for me sitting on the the front row, having no idea what kind of shade you're going to be throwing, how you're going to toss me under the bus. I was sharing all of the tea with the people because <laughs> uh, sometimes you just you just gotta use. Uh, the Real time that the, the time that you have the microphone in your hand to uh, you know have that counseling session with a with a group of people. Yeah. So tell me, Soul, how tired of me are you? I already said. I already said, <laughs> you it. said it all. Okay, but yeah. th so th that's actually we're, a great. We're good. We're good. That's actually a great place to start because you did open up uh, your sermon uh, with a story about yes. our family that I feel only gave your perspective. On the story my feelings were true uh, yes uh however there's there's some important details that i i think people really need to hear yeah like what we can recap the story would you like to recap the story or, sh or should i i can recap the story for you go for it so we had plans for uh for spring break with our kids we had just one day because we had been busy and um we said okay we're gonna set up one day to just have fun as a family and we had a, a few things that we needed to do and then we were gonna go out for lunch which we decided it was gonna be kids choice you know so they can mm -hmm. be happy and then we were gonna go watch the mario movie uh but at the first stop everybody was already bratty including brent <laughs> Bratty. Like, you didn't yeah, say like, bratty yesterday. Well, everybody was in a mood. That's what I said. But literally, they were just acting like brats. Like everybody was just like, no, I don't I don't want this. I don't want any of it. Um, they didn't want it to pick out clothes they didn't for, that they needed for Easter. Like it wasn't even just like, I'm going to just take you out for shopping. Right. It was we need this stuff. And everybody was just ugh, with everything, <laughs> including Brent. So... That that recap enough? Do you uh, need me to, no, to keep I, I on think, going? I think you you told your side of the story uh, <laughs> very very well, if not super accurately. Uh, so a couple of things. First of all, in what world? I th I think you just had very poor expectations. In what world do your boys enjoy shopping? They should. So, so if if the day is all about we're gonna have fun as a family, we're gonna go shopping. They needed clothes. What they wanted yes. to come to Easter in pajamas? <laughs> yes, they probably would. But, but the, no, that's a no. Their need for clothing did not equate. This is going to be a fun trip to Walmart, <laughs> right? Like that's. I'm sorry that that doesn't apply. But here's here's where your story really falls apart. Where where you did not portray the the truth, the reality of the situation in the correct way. And that is correct me if I'm wrong, but I was extremely sick that day. Like really sick. We, we were actually worried uh, because this is leading up to the Good Friday service and Easter. I'm supposed to be preaching on Easter. I'm supposed to be hosting the service, doing communion on, on Good Friday and literally didn't know if I was going to be well enough to do any of that. Like it was it was bad sick. And you dragged me out of the house to go to Walmart. 
when I'm sick. And we when, needed clothes. And I, then got, we went I've got out migraine. For lunch. I I can't breathe. Uh, like I'm just congested. My body just feel like it felt like the flu. Like it just felt like I had no energy in my body. And Bennett was suffering from the same symptoms. So Jaden has no excuse. He wasn't sick yeah. at all. He just doesn't like shopping. <laughs> no excuse. But I so I think I, that you know, you know just sometimes it is that. And you said it, it's an expectation. You want to have fun. You want to do stuff. And then everybody is just like, nah, we're done. Yes. Yeah, so I think the moral of the story is you got frustrated at the family. You got tired of the family when the family wasn't actually in the wrong. Eh. I think your expectations were in the wrong. Maybe a little so, bit. So, so you, Maybe cause, cause, I can see. I can oh, see we're gonna that. we're gonna deal with I this. Can, we're gonna, I can we're gonna see totally that a deal little with bit. this. So so you had an expectation that your kids are gonna enjoy shopping. That's a bad expectation. Kelsey had a great time. Yes, Kelsey always <laughs> will. Kelsey, had Kelsey, a great time. Kelsey loves spending the money that she doesn't have. <laughs> uh, so you had an expectation expectation there. Uh, you had an expectation that magically your family was no longer gonna be sick in this moment, and so. The, the funny thing to me, though, is or maybe not funny, haha, but the interesting thing about it is that I think a lot of times we get tired of family because of unmet expectations. And Absolutely. sometimes those expectations are valid. Sometimes they're like your expectations <laughs> that day. They're not valid. They're, they're, they're not. And and to, for the family's sake, like we did, uh, things started turning around. We took them to Freddy's for lunch and our kids love cheeseburgers. So that was like. Things started improving there, and then the movie was hilarious. It was fantastic. Uh, Honestly, so. I think that things started to change when they realized, and I do have to say, them. I I love my family. Like, I know that sometimes you kind of over-exaggerate things, right? But um, when they realized that I was being hurt because everybody was just acting up, yeah. and it could be that it was sick, Oh, that come ma on that magically, was I sick or magi was I not? magically after Mario, everybody's fine. But <laughs> oh, we were but, still sick. But, you know, um, we just weren't shopping anymore. Like uh, I think that once they realized that my feelings were getting hurt, that I had this desire of having fun, and and they were kind of squashing my dreams, uh, they turned around. You know, like I kept having Bennett come to me and hugging me and saying how much he loved me, and I was just like, listen, child. Yeah. Like 30 minutes ago, I wanted to put you in the car and make you be quiet, <laughs> uh, you know. But um, they, I think that they realized what was happening and they were trying to to make it good for me. And and yeah. and, and that really touched my heart. Yeah, I, th I think you and I had a, a very difficult conversation in the car uh, coming in from Walmart where you're like, let's just go home. I'm, I'm the day is ruined. And I, I probably didn't say it as lovingly as I should have or could have. I'll blame the sickness. Uh, <laughs> but, I, but I looked at you and I said, Soul, the only one whose day is ruined right now is yours. Like, the, the kids are fine. I'm fine. Like, we're sick. We're tired. But we're, we're in this. Like, we're, we're going for it. The day is not ruined for us. We're, we're ready to do this with you. And so you had to make a choice. Will, will I allow things not meeting my expectations ruin the rest of the day yeah, or not. Yeah. Uh, and then um, you might not have known this, but I, I talked to the kids behind your back uh, and I, I told them when we got to lunch, I was like, hey, mommy's really struggling. M mommy really wants us to have a good time. So can you guys be on your best behavior for mommy? 
So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that, and I think that uh, something that you said that is, that is very important is that the feelings were valid, mm -hmm. you know, because either if they're right or they're wrong, what you feel, you feel, yeah. right? And your feelings are your reality at the moment. Yep. And for me, it was a whole, nobody wants to be here. Nobody wants to have fun. I'm trying to do all of this. And, and you start creating this narrative in your head of every single time. Because yep. sadly, when we are <laughs> in that state of mind, we cannot see that it's just this one present moment. We just bring the whole every time and always, yep. right? So every time that I'm trying to have fun, uh, you always behave this way. When it's not necessarily the truth, but your feelings at that moment are that every time yep. and always is awful. And yep. that's when you can get into this, I am tired of, of this. I am tired of trying. I am tired of of the way that you behave. I am tired of yeah. the kids. I am tired of the husband. When, if you sit down and you just really think about it, it's not always, and it is not every time. Yeah. It has been this moment, and you just need to kind of shake it off and reframe your your, your train of thought. Yeah. And uh, I think that that was something that I, I needed to do. And and uh, when you said that, you when you said the, the only one that has been having the day ruined is you, it stung, because I was like, no, yeah, it's like not, I said, like, I, I like, should have said it nicer. I was like, no, it's y'all's fault. Like you are acting crazy, but uh, it was me being in the shoes of the other person that kind of made me see. Okay, maybe I am putting too much pressure on a day yeah. that I don't need to be putting. Well, and, and we we coach people a lot, um, talk with people in in their relationships of. Hey, you gotta you gotta really work hard to avoid those those statements of always yeah. uh, and never. And you know, when when you make those kind of statements, first of all, it, it's really easy to disprove, right? And so it's like you say, you always do this. All I got to do is give you one moment when <laughs> I didn't do that, and now your whole argument is shot. And so, like, it's just it's not healthy behavior to talk talk in those extremes. But something else we talk about um, a lot is uh, not to let a bad moment turn into a bad day. Right. Or even a bad day turn into a bad marriage. Uh, that sometimes we get so focused on the one negative thing, we miss out on all the positive. Like it, it would have been really easy for you to look back on that day and just see the trip to Walmart. But the trip to Walmart, sure, it was bad. Like nobody wanted to be there. Nobody was happy. It, it was not going well. That was a bad moment in the day. But looking back today, looking back on that day, it was a great day kids had a blast we were laughing we were having a great time we had a good lunch uh we watched an amazing movie came out of there singing and and making jokes and looking up youtube videos that tied into the movie and like i think the the rest of the day i don't even remember what we did in the evening but like, it just felt like our family was connected that it mm -hmm. was it was a great it was a great day yeah and so when we looked back on that day do you choose to say that was a great day or do you just choose to say that was a horrible day because yeah. there was elements of both Mm -hmm. throughout the day but what do you choose to focus on and i think that there's there's a there's a healthy way of approaching that in relationships yeah and, and i think that that's uh that's true there's so many times that you say i had a horrible day or you have a horrible week but if you really zoom zoom out you realize that it was a bad moment that you milked the entire day <laughs> right 
right? Like it was yeah. a bad moment that that you dwelled on for an entire week. Yeah. And then it was not that it was a bad day or a bad week, is that this moment triumphed over everything else that, that you did. And you kept thinking about it and you kept uh, fussing about it and you kept, you know, yep. trying to just hold on to the bad moment instead of just saying it was a bad moment and I need to let go. Yeah. No, I think that's brilliant. Don't milk it for the whole day. Don't, don't milk it. <laughs> okay, so we're talking about being tired of the family. Uh, and, and honestly, that could be husband, wife, kids. That could be in-laws. That could be aunts, uncles, cousins. That could be just relationships in general. Uh, that we get tired of that place. We, we've already kind of hit that one reason why we get tired of the relationship, tired of the family, is unmet uh, expectations, whether those mm-hmm. are valid expectations or invalid expectations, whether there's some some truth to them or not. Um, when when expectations aren't met, you can turn into this, like, I'm just, I'm tired of this. The expectation that I have is never met. Mm-hmm. Um, what what are some other ways, though, that, that families may get to a place where it's like, ugh, tired of this i think that it is when you are selfish Mm. you know because sometimes you do have expectations of other people but there's times that you just want everything for yourself now just for clarity when i'm selfish as in your husband is being selfish or you as the individual is being selfish period (laughs) just selfishness in general just for everybody (laughs) i think that that uh that is really the root cause of a lot of issues and a lot of struggles is that I want what I want when I want it. And how I want it. Exactly. And when you are not getting that, then you are frustrated with the people because they are not giving you what you want. Mm-hmm. And because you're not behaving how I want. And because you're not doing what I expect you to do. And it is just all about you. Yeah. So when, when you are being the center of your own universe you can get frustrated with people really, really quickly. Yeah. And you can and you can see that even if they are doing their best because it is not what you want it, it's never gonna be good enough. Ouch. So you get tired of the people when in reality it is just you thinking about yourself. Yeah. There's uh there's a key to healthy relationships and it, it's found in what may be an ugly word for, for some people, but it's it's found in servanthood. Mm-hmm. Like if, if my objective, if my goal in every relationship is to outserve the other person, to, to find ways to serve their needs, to serve their wants and their desires, like when all of us have that approach, everybody wins. Mm-hmm. I think the the danger is when one one person in the relationship is there to serve and the other person is there to be served. Um what do you do in that place? What do you, what do you do if it's like, man, I, I always put their needs first and now my needs are never being met. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think that uh, we deal with that a little bit more with our middle child, Bennett. He is, he's loving and he's kind and he is a great kid, but he definitely thinks about himself way too much, <laughs> you know, yeah. and he does want everybody to do everything for him. So we can be coming out of the car and I have my hands full with my stuff, with Kelsey's stuff, with extra stuff. And he literally has had just one thing in his hand and looked at me and said, can you open the door for me? <laughs> no, like I don't have hands. Like you can open the door. Yeah. You know, like we, you will get to the table and he sits down and he's like, can you bring me water? No, you can get up and you get <laughs> water. You know, like I'm still doing stuff. And I think that it, it is... Uh, very important for us to always teach that 
you know, that we are all in this together and mm -hmm. we all have to do things for one another. And it is not just about you. Yeah. You know, we uh, we went to a tournament for him uh, a few weeks ago and nobody likes soccer as much as he does. Actually, <laughs> Kelsey, nobody in the existence of humanity <laughs> loves soccer as much as he does. Actually, uh, Kelsey and Jaden, uh, they don't like soccer at all. So we are dragging everybody to eight different soccer games. So we decided one of the days Jaden was going to pick dinner and then the next day Kelsey was going to pick dinner because, you know, they are here for all of this. So it's just fair for them to choose something. And Bennett was outraged because why are they the ones that have to pick lunch? Like, yeah. no, it's, it's not my, fair. It's my tournament. I pick what I want. And you're like, bro. Like, we're here for you. In we're the freezing cold. In the freezing cold. Like, we're dragging everybody. They can pick what they want to eat, you know? And um, and I think that it is that. And I remember I sat down with him and I told him, listen, you have to get some, but you also have to give some. Like, it is not just about you. So I think that that's what, what we have to do. Like, we have to have that mentality of, yeah, sometimes I, I, I need to get what I want to get, right? But I also have to give what other people want to get because yeah. it is not just about me. Yeah. And I think that that, that does become easier uh, the tighter the family. Yeah. You know, when, when it's something that you can control, like it's you can have those hard conversations with your husband, uh, with your wife of, hey, my needs aren't being met. Uh, I'm trying to serve you, but you're not serving me. And you can have those open conversations. You can train your kids in the way that they should go, uh, teaching them, hey, mm -hmm got to serve like hey we, we take serving very seriously um how do you how do you apply that though outside of the the core immediate family when Ooh, that's hard. like let's let's say you've got an in-law that that doesn't understand this principle let's let's complicate it even more you you've got a family member a relative that isn't a believer uh so you can't even be like hey the bible says you're supposed <laughs> to be doing this like what how do you navigate those kind of relationships when there's there's a tension when there's a struggle when there's when you're tired of it you know, it, that is really hard. That is really hard because I have definitely been there when there have been relationships that I know you're calling me because you need something. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it is not about give and take. It is just take, take. Yeah. And when I'm good and when I don't need anything, I don't even think about you. But when I need something that, oh, yeah, she's coming. I'm so, <laughs> or can you come and yeah. cook for me <laughs> kind of thing, you know? And I have to be honest, there have been times that I I am upset about it. And I'm like, they always call me when they need me. They they they, they never consi consider anything that I want to do, but it's only about what they want to do and what they will get out of me. Um, but the more that I pray about it, the more that I pray for those people, and the more that I realize that I am only responsible for my response yep. and that God has commanded me to do certain things personally, you know, and, and for, and for some of those relationships, it is just serve, just honor, just, yeah. you know, be kind, even when they are not being kind to you. And that doesn't mean that you are allowing other people to take advantage of you, because right. I don't think that that is what the Bible tells us to do. Like, I don't think right. that that's, that's it. Like, you're not supposed to be the doormat for anybody, but you are supposed to be kind. Yeah. 
but you are supposed to be respectful, but you are supposed to still, you know, exude joy and, 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 and try to bring peace into that relationship right. no matter what. And uh, I think that, that is how I've been able to do it, to say, you know, like there has to, there have been times that I am literally crying in the car while I am driving to, to this person's house and saying, God, help me serve them with a happy heart because you know that I am doing this grudgingly and I don't want to do it in this way. But I know that it has to be done. So give me the love so that when I am doing it, I am not like, you got what you wanted. Right. I hope you're happy. Right. You know? So so it, it is really just praying that God will change my heart. Mm -hmm. That God will help me serve them with gladness. That God will help me to just be okay with what I am doing. And and sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do it for you, Lord. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yeah. you know that right now I don't have love for this specific person. But I know that this has to be done. So I'm just going to do it for you. And I'm going to do it to serve you. So... Yeah, I, I pray a lot. <laughs> I pray a lot. No, I think that's fantastic. Uh, it's a great answer to a very complicated, difficult situation. And yeah. and everybody's situation is going to be a little bit different. Um, you know, what, what you're going through with your cousin is different than what we go through with our cousin. We, you know, it's, it's different yeah. with your in-laws and our in-laws. And, like, it, it, there's such a variety of relationships and, and all that. But I, I think there's two kind of key principles that you talked about there. Uh, that we can highlight one is uh, that you're not treating people how they deserve to be treated you're mm -hmm. treating them how god tells you to yeah uh, and so you know that that person may always disrespect you you're not responsible for their actions you're responsible for your own yeah uh, it's something we we teach our kids yeah. constantly because yeah. it's like look our oldest deals with bullies and it's like hey the the bully because because there was a moment where Jaden kind of got some revenge on a bully <laughs> and it was it was like hey no yeah. Like that's, that's not what we're here for. We're not here for revenge. Uh, we're not here to get them back. We're not here to treat them the way they deserve to be treated. We're here to treat them the way God wants us to treat them. And, and God has forgiveness and mercy and grace and love and mm -hmm. patience and goodness. And so we, we've got to operate in all of that mm -hmm. for people. So don't treat people the way you think they deserve to be treated. Treat them the way you know God is telling you to treat them. Yeah. Uh, and at the end of the day, you're not responsible for their actions for their interpretation of what you've done, for their mm -hmm. their feelings of what you've done. The only thing you're responsible for is how you're going to behave. What are you going to do? Yeah. And I, I uh, with Jaden specifically, I always tell him, you know, the, the things that they say and the things that they do is speak of who they are. Yeah. The things that you say and the things that you do is speak of who you are. Yep. So you Brilliant. have to be what God tells you yeah. to be. And if God is saying that we need to be kind and gracious, then you're going to be kind and gracious no matter what, yeah. you know? And if, if, if God is telling you to, to treat them with respect, you're going to treat them with respect no matter what. Uh, and like you said, like we are not in charge of their other actions or of their emotions, of the way that they do things, but we are in charge of us and, and we need to be obedient to what God says. So we need to go to the word of God and, 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 and actually say, okay, what is, what is God telling me? You know, because sometimes we're like, well, he hasn't told me anything. So that means I can be mean to them. No, it's, yeah. it's, it's in his word. You have to read it. <laughs> you know, the word of God says how you're supposed to be treating people, you know, like the whole forgiveness 70 times seven, you know, like the, the, that's a lot of times. That's a, that's a lot day. of times every day. So it is yeah. not like okay, I already I already did my dues one time. But if like what 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 is the what is the saying? Um, 
fool me once, uh, shame, shame on, on you. you. Fool me twice, shame, shame on, on me. Shame on me. You know, it's yeah. like, I'll forgive you once, but when you yeah. come second time, like, like no, you're out. Yeah. Uh, and that's not what that's not what the Bible tells us to do. Right. And again, like it is, I, I realize that some people need boundaries because that's absolutely true. There are yeah. some people that, that can be a part of your life to a certain point. You know, and that and that you can ha- give them access to you to a certain point. Yep. But that doesn't mean that after that point you're mean. Yep. That that was actually going to be my second thing. I said that there's two principles oh. that we're learning from this. Sorry. Uh, no, Go ahead. It's, Go ahead. It's great. We're <laughs> like minds, right? We're, we we talk about this stuff all the time, so all it, the time. it makes sense. Uh, but yeah, that that second secondary thing with it is that we we do have to recognize that boundaries are not a bad thing. No. Uh, boundaries are there. Um, for your protection, for mm-hmm. for your sake, there are times when we have to put boundaries around our entire family. That it's not just a boundary around me, but it's, mm-hmm. hey, look, I, there are some things that I, I don't want my kids engaging in, and so I've got to put boundaries up mm-hmm. uh, for what what kind of access does this person have to to them? Yeah, uh, and and I think boundaries are are a healthy thing. Boundaries are a good thing. I think boundaries do also need to connect with God's word. Uh, what God is saying to you. Mm-hmm. If if God is telling you to let them in and you're putting a boundary, uh, then now you're in you're in disobedience yeah. uh, to God. And so I think God's the trump card in all of this. Uh, but I think that there's some family dynamics. The, the reality of this is there's some people listening to this podcast that their family dynamics, um, it belongs on like a Jerry Springer show. Uh, like it's just there, there's some chaos there that uh, the healthiest thing for you is to create boundaries and, and to say, look, I, I will love you the way Christ tells me to love you. Uh, but there's a there's a point of no access. There, there's a point of, look, I know that the, the phone is ringing. I'm not going to answer it this time yeah. uh, because I know what that's going to do to my emotional state. I know that I'm, I'm about to have we've had this moment where, where, you know, we're about to have family time. And the phone rings and you look at the phone and it's like, I know exactly who this is. I know exactly what they're calling about. It's going to put me in a bad mood. It's going to derail our family time. I'm going to ignore it. They'll leave a voicemail. We'll talk later. Uh, I'll pray for a while and then call them back. Uh, And so they're absolutely like figure out the boundaries for Mm -hmm. for those relationships for yourself. Um, I think that boundaries are good. You just got to do them in the right way. And you can say no and still be kind to that person. Absolutely. Because I think that that's uh, what sometimes is misunderstood. You know, you, f- you feel like you have a boundary. That means that you're all my life now, you yeah. know? And like, if you try to come like, no, 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 because we have boundaries yeah. with you. Like, we, yeah. you, you can't yeah. access, you know? And I think that you can be kind and you can be nice about it. And you can still treat that person with the respect that, that that they need to, to, to be treated with yeah. you know, in, in a way that is Christ-like and still have your hand up, you yeah. know? It is, it is not synonymous of being mean, being rude, being disrespectful. Yeah. Like, I think the boundaries are there, as, as you said, as protection, but it is not uh, like a, a free card for you to, to now be mean to that person. Yeah. Sometimes we miss that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, boundary doesn't mean you've completely cut them out of your life uh, 100%. Now, the boundary may be 99% cut out of your life. It, it may be one of those where it's like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue praying for that person. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send them a card on their birthday. Um, you know, I'll be, I'll be cordial to them at family gatherings, but that's, that's the, the limit of it. Right, and, and it might be that is that, that person, that the, the one that uh, you talk about 
the weather with you know like like it's the weather you know and like how about those bears kind of thing uh and and it is not the person that you can fully open up about deep stuff and right. you know things that are going on in your life but still like the relationship still can be good and the relationship can still be cordial and the relationship can still bring life even God honoring exactly without just giving all of the details and all of the information and all yeah. of the access to you yeah they might not get invited to the birthday party yeah and that's okay yeah <laughs> all right so if you're if you're feeling tired of your family could be unmet expectations unrealistic expectations it could be selfishness mm -hmm. what else what 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 causes rifts uh in in families have Anything that you've experienced personally that you'd, you'd be willing. It's it's kind of awkward to have this conversation with your husband, I'm sure, because uh, maybe I'm the one you're tired of. Or maybe it's your in-laws, which is awkward because most of the people listening to this podcast know who your in-laws are. Uh, <laughs> so I know that that, that may be complicated to, to answer, but uh, I don't know, just maybe maybe you've experienced that with, with your own family, with a sibling, with an aunt, an uncle, a cousin. I, something that I see, not just with uh, with family here or even with my family in Mexico, but just people, period. I think that sometimes we uh, excuse what we do behind, uh, uh, this is the way I am, mm -hmm. right? Like, this is my personality. Yeah. Like, I just say things the way they are. Yeah. <laughs> just like, tell I it am, like it is. I am no, direct. No, you're rude. <laughs> like, I am just direct. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't, I, I am not, I don't need to be polite, like yeah. because we're in family, like you, you can handle it, or you should be able to handle it, right? right? right. And um, and sometimes we hide behind this is the way I am, so you better take it or leave it, you know. Yeah. And I think that that sometimes is, is very detrimental for the relationship, you know. Like uh, my husband. He classifies himself as a realist. <laughs> I really believe that he's negative. But there's so many times that he is like, no, 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 I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just, I'm just being real here. And I'm like, can you see a little bit of the positive side <laughs> of anything, right? So, so the way I put it is, uh, I, I'm a realist. It's just that the real world kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he's negative. So, you know, so, so, so sometimes we hide behind... Uh, Behind that, you know, like, yeah. well, this is this is how I see the world. So this is it. Yeah. And and I think that that sometimes can get stuck. Yeah. Because what do you, if you, what do you say at home, you're bringing the soul down. He brings the soul down all <laughs> the time. I'm like, I, I am over here, like just dreaming and just like, this yep. is going to be great. And he's like, how are you going to do that? That is never going to work. I think that it's going to be the th worst thing that has ever happened to us. And oh, I'm like, come I'm like, come that's on. A little bit of a, okay, so soul, you are a dreamer. I am uh, a dreamer, big time. So I, I think one of the examples I give is you, you saw like a, a music video one time. And you're like, we should totally do that. And it was like, it was awesome. they had like a million dollars worth of video equipment. <laughs> like, I'm like, so we can't. I don't know anything about like videos that. or making videos or anything like that. But it was so, so cool. They had like the whole Chick-fil-A thing. And yeah. they, rented, they, Chick -fil -A. Rent, yeah, they rented out a Chick-fil-A. It was, well, it was an organization that they rented out a Chick-fil-A. Yeah, because it was like a video for moms. And like yeah. they had like this moms and like they are like rapping in the car. And then they go inside like the chick-fil-a and they're having like chicken nuggets with their kids and it was just, it was it was awesome i was like we, we should, should totally do, do that for the church yeah. and he's like no yeah so when she says that brent <laughs> brings the soul down i was just 
realistic in that moment. I think we were, we were pastoring in Blue Island at the time. We had like a cell phone for our video camera. I'm like, babe, that it, that's 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 a little outside of our abilities. Well, so yeah. That, if that makes me a realist, yeah, that and so much more. <laughs> uh, but no, but I think that sometimes we, you know, like we really do hide behind that, and yeah, and, and that can get us stuck because you would never compromise in trying to see from other people's perspectives. So, you know, this is who I am. This is how I see things. And if you don't like it, then there's That's the your door. problem, not mine. Yeah. So I think that that, that is um, something that I see a lot. You know, like yesterday I was talking about my dad and my brother having an issue. And that was exactly it. Like my brother was like, well, this is how I see things. <laughs> and my dad was like, well, this is how I see things. And they couldn't compromise to try to put themselves in the other person's shoes and, and try to see it from their point of view. Yeah. So... I think that we do that a lot. Just saying, well, this is my character. This is my this is my uh, personality. This is how I process things in life. Yeah. And if you don't process the same way, that's that's on you. Yeah. No, I think the, there's there's definitely some some truth to that. And the reality is, a lot of times we will we will disguise rudeness, inappropriate behavior, just being a jerk. We'll we'll, we'll hide that reality behind a. Well, I'm just, you know, telling it like it is. I'm just, I'm just being truthful. I'm just being honest with you. And, you know, I, I would expect you to be able to handle that. It's like, well, well, don't be a jerk about it. Like there's, <laughs> there's a right way and a wrong way yes. to talk about things. And, yes. and so sometimes I think that when we, when we mask bad behavior behind, well, this yeah. is just who I am, which is really funny for any Christian to, to make that claim because uh, Christ says you're a new creation. The old is dead. <laughs> the new has come. Like, our whole thing about Christianity is that man is sinful and bad and wrong. And our whole endeavor is to become more Christ-like. Yeah. So to ever say, well, this is just who I am. I mean, that's kind of a, pardon my directness. It's kind of an idiotic approach to, to life as a believer that, look, no, this, this might be who you were, but it's not who you're supposed to be. Yeah, and, and the Bible tells us that we need to deny ourselves, that we need we need to uh, crucify the flesh, right. you know. So when when you are choosing to still do what you always done and see the things the way that you have always seen them and stick to to your personality or to your way of of thinking, then you're not crucifying the flesh. Yep. You're not saying I'm gonna deny the impulse that I have to be rude. Yep. I'm gonna deny the impulse that I have to just be mean. I am gonna deny the the impulse that I have to to pay you back for what you've done. Like you're gonna regret ever talking to me that way. Yeah. Then you're not doing what the Bible tells us to do. Yep. I, I think that this is this is a great kind of segue into the the importance and the value of the Holy Spirit. Yep. Uh, in our relationships. Uh, that the Holy Spirit isn't just there to, to, you know, help you get through your day or help you pray or whatever. It, it's there for your relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we talk sometimes about uh, the fruit of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And and I, I don't know how many years ago it was, just a few years ago, that I realized that every piece of the fruit of the Spirit is designed for relationships. Yep. Uh, that the, their their purpose is in how we interact with other people. So it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, uh, gentleness, and self-control. Like every single one of those things. Aren't you impressed that I got all nine fruit I, of the spirit? I am. Come on now. I am. Uh, I'm impressed that I got it. <laughs> Except for somebody's gonna run this back and be like, "You missed one. You said the same thing twice." Anyways, uh, hopefully I got all nine of them. 
Uh, but each one of those, if you break them down, like they are designed to help your relationships flourish. And so mm-hmm. if if you're tired of the, the relationships that you have, you're tired of your family right now, man, pray more and more for the fruit of the spirit to be evident in how you're interacting with them. And maybe it just starts with love. God, just help me love this person yeah. the way I'm supposed to love them. Help me to love them the way the way you love them. Right. And, and, and we, we can go straight through that list. But but how do you apply uh, the Holy Spirit into the struggles in this relationship? Because without being able to sit down with every listener one on one and say, OK, tell me about your family. How, how can we coach you through this? How can we counsel you in this? Since we can't do that for everyone. What's kind of what's the Holy Spirit uh, able to do in somebody's relationships? Yeah, and, and honestly, like I go back to the whole selfishness, you know, because I think that we sometimes search God just for us mm-hmm. and we go after God just for us. Ooh. And and we we read the list of the fruits of the spirit and we're just we want to feel loved. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we want to we want the kindness. We want yeah. patience for ourselves. And instead of saying, okay, if this is the fruit that my life is supposed to be producing, I'm not supposed to be just eating my own fruit. Yeah, the tree tree doesn't eat the apple. Exactly. I'm not supposed to just have this for me. I'm supposed to produce this so that somebody else can benefit from it. Right. So if I am producing love, it is not for me to feel the goosebumps. It is the love that I'm supposed to be giving to other people. That'll preach. If, <laughs> if I am, you know, if I am producing patience, it is not just for me to be able to sit at the bus stop and wait for the bus. Yeah. It is for me to be able to be patient with people. Yeah. If I am producing kindness, it is so that I can extend that kindness to the people around me, even when they are driving me nuts. You know, it, it is about being joyful no matter what. So, like, if you are entering a situation where everything is chaos and everything is difficult and everybody's in a, in a, in a bad mood, you can enter into that place and bring joy with you. So the yeah. fruit that you're producing is not for your own consumption. It's for other people to benefit from it. And I think that sometimes we just get it backwards because we're just thinking about ourselves. Yeah. We need to get out of our, of our of ourselves. We need to change our perspective and our focus and put it on other people and what God wants to do through me and not just in me. It is not just I, I, I. It's, okay, I have this fruit. How can I extend it to you? That is beautiful. Brilliant. Love it. That's, that, that's, that's going to be the real from this podcast, right? <laughs> uh, no, I, I, if, if we can get more people in the world um, with that mentality, having, having that approach to, okay, I want, I want the Holy Spirit to be active in my life to produce fruit that other people can enjoy. Yeah. That, that if, if I can produce fruit that somebody else gets to eat from that, man, that's, that's a beautiful thing. That when we talk about joy, it's not just about you having a great time, but it's like, okay, when you leave a place, mm-hmm. how, how joyful are the, are the people? Not that you're leaving. <laughs> like, yeah, they're <laughs> like gone. oh, they're finally gone. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the wrong fruit. <laughs> but like that somebody looks back and, and just says, man, I'm, I'm so glad they're here. Like yeah. th- their presence just made, it changed the atmosphere in the room. It just, it made, you know, we're struggling and now all of a sudden there's, there's joy in mm-hmm. our family. And, and that may be applied to your your extended family. It may be that when when you gather together, you know, twice a year for Christmas and whatever ho- holiday, uh, that it's like, man, it's just it's so good to be around them mm-hmm. because there's there's drama and there's chaos in every family. But man, it's like when they're here, 
life is better. Yeah. And we all have had the opposite, you know, that, that you're like, is so-and-so going to be there? Yeah, I'm not coming. You know, <laughs> right? like, honestly. Like, uh, or you have to, like, take that extra, like, <laughs> like You breath. have to prepare like, gotta, yourself. Like, okay, okay, we can do this. We can get through this. <laughs> like you, f you bring your emotional support because, like, oh, my goodness, this person is going to be there. Uh, instead of just being like, oh, I, I hope that they're calm. Yeah. Because when they are around, it's, it, it's so much better. Yeah. You know, things are good. They are always nice to people. Like, yeah. like you have ever had somebody like that, that you're like, that person is always nice. They're always just so happy. Yeah. And that just makes you looking forward to, to being around that person yeah, a little bit more. Yeah. And I think that that's what we're supposed to be doing. Like, just allow uh, ourselves to, to change our mindset, getting closer to God and asking the Holy Spirit to produce things in you that other people can see and can and can benefit from. Yeah. I, I, you used a quote uh, on Sunday from uh, Maya Angelou that, uh, you know, people won't remember what you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel or, yeah. or something along those lines. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's the, the key takeaway um, with with the presence of the Holy Spirit active in your life that you're going to make family feel a certain way. And you, you talk about this all the time with our kids that, that you hope that when they're when they're 30, 40, 50 years old with their own family, that they, when they think back of their childhood, they're filled with good emotions. Yeah. Like, man, I, I don't remember all the things that my mom said or did, but man, she was funny. Like, it was just every time I was around mom, she just she just always made us laugh and, and have such a good time. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey always says, my mom is trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we're always in trouble. <laughs> no bad trouble, though. Right. We just totally. have fun. We just have fun. Okay, so... Um, on Sunday, you, you had four key points. I want to I want to address one of them as as we close. So uh, you talked uh, first and foremost, if, you, if you're tired of the family you're in, get close to God, mm -hmm. uh, spend time together, which, man, that's a hard one to do when you're when you're frustrated with somebody, when, when you're tired of the family to say, hey, go spend time with them. But, man, it's it's healthy to do. It is important. Uh, and if and if you neglect that one, then you'll have more time of being tired of your family, not less. Mm -hmm. um, but spend time together. Uh, talk about the hard stuff, uh, which is, I think, a lesson that you've you've been growing in uh, since we I got married. I don't like it. You're anti-confrontation. You don't want to talk yeah, about that's stuff. that's the one. That and I was the guy like, we're talking about this. <laughs> he forces me to do things I don't want. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but the fourth the fourth point that I thought was was a beautiful point that you talked about nurturing the relationship. Uh, that just like uh, the the plants that you murder in our home. The, the most wasteful money we spend as a family is every time we go to the store and you buy a new plant to replace the one you killed. You should be buying plants like once a year, not I once a week. I, just, I, <laughs> I don't like the fake plants. I like real plants, yeah. but they don't like my home. No, you really kill those <laughs> things uh, really fast. Uh, but just like each plant needs something slightly different for it to be nurtured. Some need more sunlight than others. Some need more yeah. water than others. Some need, you know, misting. Uh, you've, you've got that bug spray for a couple of them that Rocio gave you. Uh, it's good to have friends that are experts in areas yes. of weakness. Yes. Uh, and so that, that's been a great addition to our friend circle. But what is what does that really look like um, across the board in relationships? I know in the message you talked a lot about our kids and how each of our kids needs something different. But uh, I'll just throw this at you. Be, be direct with it. How do you nurture me? Or I, not nurture me, but nurture the relationship with, with me. With tacos. And, and <laughs> <laughs> that's Feed a, me. That's a different nurturing. <laughs> um, no, I think that 
what I try to do in our relationship is making sure that your needs are met, you know? And there's times that you have to, you really have to be paying attention to the person. Mm -hmm. And you really need to learn how that person processes and how that person um, gets joy and and relaxation and, when they are upset, what it, what happens, right? And and when they are stressed out, how they show those signs of stress and stuff like that. So I try to meet your needs. Like when I know that he's having a super long day, I try to make sure that when he comes home, the house is ready for him. You know, the house is clean. Things are things are where they're supposed to be. Food's ready so that he can just come and just relax you know to just enjoy there's times that i know that he's had a few difficult meetings and he comes home and i'm like okay everybody and your best behavior <laughs> leave and daddy le- alone and leave the playstation <laughs> alone so that he can play <laughs> and uh, like it is uh one of those things that you try to make sure that the other person can have a space where they feel comfortable when they feel um understood and, and cared for yeah. and for everybody is different for everybody is different, you know, like, like for me, like just, just buy me chocolate and, <laughs> and let me take a nap. Like I'll, I'll be good. Uh, you know, but some people need, need a little bit more. Some, some people have, uh, more needs than others. You know, there's some people that are just easy. Like you just keep doing the minimum. There will be, there will be completely fine. But there are some people, there's that some people ha- that are like cactuses. Yeah. C- cacti. No, because they also died. Like, <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a cacti, <laughs> and, and he died. And I'm like, you're supposed to just be neglected and be fine, and it's dead. Um, but, yeah, like, some, some people just, you know, are really, really simple. Easy and, so, and some people require a lot more. Yeah. And I think that when when you understand what they require, what, what is needed for them to feel loved, to feel understood, to feel cared for, you will be able to be more effective in that relationship yeah. than when you're just like, oh, are you in the mood in a mood again? Or like, oh, you're just you're just too much. Yeah. Why are they being too much? What is going on in their lives? They're making them act this way. Yeah. You know, because nobody's just too much just for the sake of being too much. There's something that is going on. And yeah. when we actually figure that out, then we can help that relationship. You know, that doesn't mean that you're fixing the person. That just means that you are able to talk to them in a way that it's going to be beneficial, that it's going to actually produce something, you know. It it is not about you being nice and that all of a sudden that person is not in a mood anymore, but that means that they feel like with you feels different. Like even if I'm still struggling in my own way, when you're around, I feel better. Well, it's like it, it is just kind of being able to identify the in the specific relationship that you're struggling in. What what is what are their needs? Yeah. And and how am I equipped to to handle those needs? And sometimes it's anticipating things. So yeah. like uh, Saturday, uh, we were at a conference. Well, me and the boys were at a conference. Came home uh, and found out that the outfit that you had bought for Sunday still had the security tags on it. They forgot to take them off. And you were you were trying to serve me by yes. saying, "Oh, you don't have to go back out." Like. Like it's, it's okay. That can wait for another time. And I'm like, no, like I want to meet your need. Cause I know how stressed you get about your clothes. <laughs> you know, the back to our whole Walmart <laughs> experience. <It's> like, <laughs> I like clothes. You do like clothes, but like knowing, knowing what you're going to be wearing for an event or something like when you don't know, like you visibly like 
I can see the stress building on you when you're not sure what you're going to wear. And I just wanted to alleviate that, knowing that you're about to be preaching on Sunday, which, uh, you know, is, is a big task. And, and I know that it takes a lot out of you emotionally and, and mentally. And so I wanted as a husband to to support you. And so if that meant getting in my car and driving for 30 minutes to get a tag removed uh, and coming back, you know, that's that's what it takes. And, yeah. and I don't have to do that grudgingly. But it's okay. This is a need that she has that I can meet, that I can I can fill, and it, it's those little things. You know, is that one moment anything special? No, it's no big deal. It's it's nothing. But when you do those things consistently, when you do those things over time, it gets this place where it's like I I can trust this person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that they care for me, mm-hmm. and I know that they care for me because of all the little things that they've done over time. Uh, and so. And I think that you need to be very intentional, but also very gracious with it you know because there might might need something that to you is dumb like really is that what you need well that was lame (laughs) you know or or things that you don't understand so so for you it's not big deal but for that person is everything you know and you have to make sure that that you are gracious enough to understand that this is big for them and not treat it like a, well, I'm just doing this dumb thing because that's what they need. Yeah. You know, it, it, if it's important to them, it's important to you. Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of things with with our kids. Like, I, and I know that I talk about our kids all the time, but that's that's where we're at right now. Uh, that's you where know. we learn about God the most. <laughs> really. Like for, for my kid, uh, my son, Jaden, he can get really down really quickly and his emotions and like he's he is um very very harsh on himself and he he wants to um to do things perfectly or everything is wrong and i am a bubbly it doesn't matter type of person trip and and fall right on my face get up laughing exactly like it's just like it's not a big deal like i i i am not ashamed or anything i'm like let's just go and for the longest time, I could not understand it. I'm like, how can you be sad right now? Like, this life is great, <laughs> you know? And not because I because I was trying to be mean, but because I didn't understand. Yeah. So I had to spend more time with him and, and, and a lot of prayer to understand where he was coming from and what was really going on inside of him. So that every time mm-hmm. that I had to have a real conversation with him, a, a long conversation, one of those hard conversations that we're yep. talking about, I have to be praying throughout because there's a lot of times that I'm just like, life is happy, dude. Like, seriously, like, we're, we're having a ball over here. Uh, but that is not what he needs. So yeah. I need to make sure that I prioritize his needs, even if I don't understand them. Yeah. And that I make the I make him feel like what he needs is so important, even if I don't think that it is. Yeah. Because that's what he needs. Yep. And his needs are his needs. And if I am gonna try to meet them, I cannot do it with a thought of that was lame. Yep. You know, I have to do it with a heart that is loving, with a heart that is really seeking the best for him, and with a heart that is saying, I am here to nurture you. Yep no matter what it is. And I think the big mistake that a lot of people will make is trying to meet what they perceive as somebody else's need, but really it's just their own need. Yeah. Uh, in, in other words, it's this is what I need, and I see that they're having a, a rough time right now, so I'm going to give them this thing because I, 
that's what I would have that, wanted. That's what I would have wanted in their shoes. Mm-hmm. But when you're when you're giving them the thing that they don't need or the thing that they're not asking for, you're just gonna frustrate yourself because you're gonna be like, "But I did the thing, and you're not any better. The relationship is any better. That doesn't make any sense." But it, we get we get frustrated because we're trying to meet our own needs in the other person, but that's not the need that they have. Yep. You and I have different needs. Yep. Uh, and and I can't approach you trying to meet my own needs. No, uh, he give me a he gives me a PlayStation controller and I will probably throw it. <laughs> It's so sad. It breaks my heart every day that, that <laughs> you don't want to play video games with me. Uh, but it's okay. I still love you, and I recognize the needs that you have. All right, so here, here's um, here's what I love about your message from Sunday is this final point of um, nurturing the relationship is only possible when you walk through the other three points. Yeah. Uh, that it's our time with God, that it's the Holy Spirit's voice in our life that even I- is helps us identify, okay, what is it this person actually needs? I, I can't tell you how many times when Brent in the natural was completely oblivious to what was going on, but it was like the Holy Spirit was just like, hey, you need to pay attention here, or hey, you need to do this, or hey, on your way home, stop, buy, buy the, the chocolate. Um, and it was like, well, I mean, things are fine. I don't know why. And then I come home and you're like, oh, yeah. I had such a rough day. This, yeah, he, he, this Hershey's he, bar means the world. Yeah. Like he, he, he tends our hearts too, you know, so that yeah. you can be gracious, so that you can be merciful, so that you yeah. can, so you can be good, you yeah. know, so that you can be more like him. Yep. So we get close to God. We put God first so that he can help us, uh, nurture relationships. We spend time together. Because it's in the spending the time together that we are able to identify those needs. Mm-hmm. It's, you, you learn know, from each other. You're learning as you go. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, man, when I said this, it really affected them in a bad way. I, I shouldn't say that anymore. We're, we're playing and they talked about this this issue or this need. And it's like, oh, now I now I know. So like like for for us, I said playing because that's how we spend time together is we play games. Uh, sadly, not video games, but uh, board games are OK, too. Uh, but the more we spend time together, the more I can identify the needs, the more I recognize your love language uh, of the kids and, and, and how can we meet those needs. And then it's through the hard conversations, like, cause you're going to mess up. You're, you're going to fail. Um, so you got to address things. You got to have mm-hmm. difficult conversations. And, and when you have those hard conversations, it leads to nurturing, or at least it should. If you're, if you're having yeah. the hard, if you're having healthy confrontation. Uh, which is what we we all should be striving for healthy uh, conflict resolution um, then you leave that place better connected in a place of of better understanding of the other person and where they're coming from the more you just sweep things under the rug the more you just pretend like it never happened the more things build and build and build until you get to this place where somebody blows up the relationship explodes uh, and and now you're at a place where it's like I I don't even know how to fix this thing well, it's like, man, if you had just had the hard conversations on the way, yeah, you'd be in a much healthier place. So if you really want to learn how to nurture a relationship, spend time with God, put him first, spend time with the person, mm-hmm. talk about the hard stuff, and it's going to give you the path to walk out how to nurture them. Yep. I love it. I love it when it all just kind <laughs> of, all the, to puzzle, everything comes all the together. puzzle pieces just work together. Uh, I love it. All right. I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, I want to close uh, this podcast uh, today a way we haven't yet. Um, I would love for you to pray for people listening right now that are in a difficult relationship. They're in a place where they feel, they feel stuck. Uh, they feel like, you know, I, I, I thought I was marrying my best friend and now I'm living with a stranger. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, you know, I thought my kids were going to be, you know, the joy of my life and now they're teenagers and I don't know what to do with that. 
uh, or, you know, uh, maybe it's a, an in-law or an extended family. But for, for anybody listening right now that is just tired yeah. of the relationship, tired of family, I, I'll, I just want to leave people with hope. Uh, and I think that, that we can best accomplish that through prayer. I will love that. Dear Jesus, we thank you because you love us, because you care about us and you care about our relationships, you care about our families. So I ask for every person that is listening to the sound of my voice today and they are uh, experiencing difficulties at home, difficulties uh, in any relationship they're, they're in. And I ask, Lord, that you will draw them closer to you. Lord, that they will just know that, that you love them, that you care, that there is hope in you, that this is not the way that it's always going to be, that if they just get closer to you and closer to you and closer to you, you will give them the insight that they need, that they, you will show them all of the stuff that, that they need to do in order for their relationships to be better. I ask Jesus that, that you will just infuse people with hope. Lord, that you will start preparing the, the hearts uh, of, of the people that they are having a difficulty with so that when they are uh, having the right time and the right moment to come and have those difficult uh, conversations, that the soil is ready, that the, that the people are ready to be able to talk and that that the peace will be able to reign in, in those relationships. Jesus, I ask for the parents that have not talked to their children for a long time, for the marriages that are broken, for the friendships that have been fragmented because of a disagreement. Lord, that, that you will just bring healing, that you will bring supernatural peace, and that we will hear testimonies of how you have brought people together. But Lord, I ask that each and everyone will understand that it begins with you. Then there's nothing that we can do on our own. Then it doesn't matter how many um, books we read and what to do for our relationships. We don't put you first. That those are just going to take us so far. But that we will be able to just lean on you and put our trust in you. That we will hear your voice and be obedient to what you're telling us to do. Lord, give us the the courage to forgive those that we need to forgive. Give us the bravery to, to talk about the things that we don't want to talk about. Give us the willingness to spend the time together with people that we might uh, just be a, far away from. And give us the wisdom to know how to nurture relationships. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, soul. It's awesome to be able to hang out with my wife. It's awesome to hang out with you and all of you. Yeah, and thank you for checking out this episode of Between Sermons. I hope to see you again soon. God bless.